Shout out to JBC Cruz, Better Day, Megan, Joslo. Thank you for being in the live chat. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, we're going to cover 90 Day Fiance Season 9, The Tell All in New York City. Um, bit of housekeeping, support the show, super chat, super sticker, super thanks available. Uh, your support allows this show to continue to be. So please do think about uh, supporting via YouTube or um bottom of your screen you can see where you can support via venmo or paypal and such so hey dustin so let me tell you this tell-all was decent it was decent i'll give you that like they brought a little bit of drama nothing will compare to that 10-hour tell-all that leaked like that in my opinion was the best tell-all because we actually got to see all the things and it wasn't edited and and people were, you know, still at home. So they had some things to think about. But this was a beautiful tell-all in the sense that they brought a little bit of drama. Everyone looked amazing. Um, but, you know, some people were coming in hot for no reason, in my opinion. And some people didn't say a damn thing, which was crazy to me. So <clears throat> everyone's arriving. Karen, Guillermo arrived. They're working out their issues still. And obviously we know, you know what their issues are. Even Muhammad arrived and, you know, Eve is feeling a little bit of like pressure and stressed out because she's the sole provider. But again, you knew that you were going to be the sole provider for some time. And I personally am surprised. First of all, I'm surprised that all of the couples got married because some of these people did not need to get married in my humble opinion. That being said, you also know what you're getting into when you get married and you know your immigrant spouse can't work until they get their green card you know that that was going to be a possibility so that's what you signed up for benny and ariella we already know what their relationship issues are it's not perfect she's jealous and all of the things i found it interesting that benny was super like didn't say anything did you guys notice that he didn't talk this tell-all people were coming for his wife and he did nothing just like how you know, the sisters were fighting with Ariella and he's, he just doesn't say anything. I don't know if he just doesn't like confrontation. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you this. He didn't say anything on this tell-all, which I was surprised about. Then we have Patrick and uh, Thias. You know, we find out that they moved to Vegas and she's worried about Boston John. Listen, Boston John brought the drama. Boston John brought the drama. Sparkles, sparkles, sparkles. Uh, Bilal and Shida arrive and he's excited to meet the cast members. You know, she's hoping that he sees himself in a better light. She wants to make sure that he sees that he lectures her all the time. He mansplains all the time and she's not okay with that. But obviously you are okay with it because you married him. Um... Kobe and Emily, 
made it and you know all they had to say or all she had to say is that they made a beautiful family which they did you know and we'll talk about that shortly kobe seems like such a nice guy he's like you know what i don't want any problems with anyone i just want to come in have a good time and bring in the smiles it's so interesting to me because i really do feel that kobe and emily are polar opposites but obviously he loves something about her because you know they continue to make babies together and they got married so there's something that she brings to the table that he enjoys but they just really seem different like she just seems so crass you guys so crass and then to say that she's always ever just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom okay emily um then jibbery arrives jibbery i mean between the sunglasses inside like you're not that big of a celebrity jibbery like calm down the sunglasses inside the outfit and you guys let me know in the live chat if you're watching the replay be- below let me know what you think about that outfit because i personally think that he's he picked such a flamboyant outfit for a reason and so i'm curious to know what you guys think before i give you my opinion um <clears throat> So Jibri comes in guns a blazing, guns a blazing. Bow, bow, bow. The tell all isn't ready for me. Tell all's not ready for me. Okay, calm down. You've been on the show for five seconds, so let's just take several seats right now. This is we're not new to tell alls. Clearly, you are, and and I'm happy you're you're excited. But you can just take a deep breath right now, because you're not the only person that we've come here to watch. And he's like, you know, he's having difficulties adjusting to marry life. Why are you having difficulties? Because you were married before you even got on the show. So, like, what what possibly are you adjusting to? Because the wedding that you had this season was just for your music video. You and Miona were married way back when. So, let's not get that twisted. Um. So they're in the back, you know, Muhammad with his voice. I can't, you know, I just can't. I just, all of this season, you guys, I just, I couldn't do it. But Muhammad asked Jibri if he actually fought with David. And Jibri gives the story again. Yes, they really did fight. He put him in a coma. His mom, after he got out of a coma, his mom sent him to military school. From then, um, he started dating David's sister, and so he's like, yeah, so then I guess we were just, we're fair. You put me in a coma, now I'm dating your sister. So we're equal now. Um, okay, well, if you say so. And then one of the things that was different this year, uh, they had commentators, which is new for the tell-all. So they brought on Kenny and Tim as commenters in the back about commenting about the drama now. You guys, I just, I really, you know what? I sh- I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it because I, I just have to talk about it for a hot minute. So <laughs> let me just pull the best one. Yeah, I'll pull this one. So bear with me one second. <clears throat> So what was 
cute about this is that Kenny, Kenny came to New York and Tim came to New York, but then for Pillow Talk, Vanessa went to uh, Mexico and hung out with Armando and they did Pillow Talk together. So they kind of did like a pseudo partner swap um, to comment on all things this season. And I thought that that was a, it was a cute idea. Did you guys like the commentator stuff with the two of them, the, the different couples? Hey, Raydella. Okay, so let me just pull this up. Here it is. Okay. I'm going to need someone to explain to me Tim's outfits. Because I know he's eclectic. I know he has his own thing going on. But the plastic pants and the thigh-high boots, like what look, is that? is that a rocker look? Is that like, what's happening here? What's happening here exactly? Because, I mean, you guys, like, live your life and, you know, what? whatever makes you happy. I just have questions. That, first of all, that outfit looks so hot, to, like, hot, like, oh, temperature hot. Like, I feel like I'm hot in those pants. And then you have the boots to match. What is happening here? I just was like, oh, I don't even know what style choice this is, but it's definitely, you know, he decided, he made a, a specific decision that this is what he's going to, and this is not the first time I've seen him in these thigh high boots. Like he loves thigh highs. And like, where do you even find thigh highs for men? I, I didn't know that that was a thing, but you know what? Go on with your bad self. If this is how you're going to live your life and this is who you are, I can't be mad at it. I was just surprised. I'll say that. So I thought Kenny did look really handsome though. Like he just, he's aging backwards. Um, and then we find out from the jump and I, I called it from the get go. We find out that two of the folks are pregnant. And so let me pull uh, some of those things up. One of the pregnancies that obviously were announced, which I think this is a beautiful pregnancy photo, was Cara. So Cara and Guillermo, 16 weeks pregnant. So congratulations to them. Um, and then, surprisingly, because I would have thought besides Emily, I would not have guessed these two. So... This is a cute pregnancy announcement as well. Patrick and Thias, I always say her name wrong, are also 16 weeks pregnant. And they posted some really cute pregnancy photos. So it's now the four of them, right? Two of them, the baby and the dog. So I thought that was really sweet. Um, <clears throat> so then... Let's talk about uh, Bilal and Shida. So they're adjusting to married life and it's not obviously what either of them expected. Emily and Kobe, they had their second pregnancy and they also announced on the show the name of their baby. And I'll bring that up right now as well. She's adorable. Um, so... Doo -doo -doo. Scarlet. Little baby Scarlet. 
Congratulations. She's adorable. So they have two kids now, and Kobe has his green card. Kobe's also working. He is testing asphalt uh, before that asphalt is taken to the road. And he loves his job. He gets lots of overtime. Emily's happy that he's working and she gets to be a stay-at-home mom. Uh, her dreams has come true. And, you know, good on them. If they're happy, they're happy. I, I just, again, this is a couple that I didn't really see matching uh, because I think Kobe has such a, a kind spirit and I don't find her spirit as kind. Uh, but, yeah. They make beautiful babies, and, and Scarlett's adorable. So congratulations to them. Now, Jibri, because he's coming in hot, and I personally think that um, he's doing it for a reason. He's doing it, A, for attention, B, because he wants to make sure that he continues on, right? If he brings drama, you're going to continue on with TLC. And also, C, he doesn't really have anything to contribute because you know he doesn't have a band anymore. He doesn't work. He work well. He works for Miona now with her makeup slash hairline. And oh, thank you so much, Connie, for the super sticker. Appreciate you for supporting the show. Thank you, thank you. So he's coming in hot. He's coming in hot with a with a loud outfit, and he's also being loud. And he had a lot to say to a lot of different individuals. And I was just like, hmm. You're really doing the most right now. So he not only thinks that everyone in the cast is jealous of him, but he thinks his family and his friends are jealous of him because him and Miona look so good and they look so good together and they quote unquote shine. Now, don't make me go there, you guys. Please don't make me go there. All of us, all of us in the live chat, all of, all of you guys watching the replay, all of this stuff, we're not brand new. We're not brand new to the 90 day franchise. Jibbery, you've been on 90 days for about five seconds and you want to come in guns a blazing saying that you guys are the ones that shine. We've been here. We've been here. So we can tell you who shines. You don't need to tell us who shines. If you think you're such a star, you know, use this as a jump off and go ahead and jump off with your music career and, and we'll see you at the top. But for you to be all like so obnoxious with it it was bizarre to me like i wasn't feeling it at all i was like oh you're that dude radella says he needs to take a whole seat facts facts so then not only is everyone jealous of him um he's like you know his mom is bringing weird energy and i was like you're gonna come on national tv and talk crazy about your own mother like what does that say about you and then of course Ariella jumps in and says you know your mom is jealous of you and that sets him all the way off he's like you're the most jealous person in the entire cast and then he goes off on her is like you and Benny are not going to work out because you're too jealous. You hold him back. He's a star. You're not a star. You're too jealous. And when he goes and does all his MMA stuff, all the women are going to be after him and he's going to leave you behind. I was like, oh, did I miss where these two have beef? 
Did I miss where they used to have beef this season, you guys? Because where is all this hostility coming from for Ariella? Did I did I miss some online beef? I don't know, but he was coming in hard for her. Talking crazy, crazy um, to her, just like crazy. Um, and I was like, you know what? He came to fight. He came to fight. And he's acting like, and I, I hate to say it, but you're acting like the stereotype and no one wants to see that. No one wants to see Mr. Angry Guy come on national TV and bullying people and talking crazy to people. Like, who are you to be saying all this stuff? So <clears throat> Kenny said from behind the scenes that Jibri came to fight and that he acts like he has a chip on his shoulder. And it does come across that way, that he has a chip on his shoulder and no one understands why, because what is it? What is it? And again, let me remind you, you've been on the show for about five minutes. So you can calm all the way down. Um, so they head over to Ari and Benny. And again, I thought it was so weird that Benny didn't say anything. Like he better say something in part two because like, this is your time to update us all. But all he talked about was Ari and him have communication issues still uh, and that he got his green card now. So now he can continue to work, he says. Um, so he's going to continue with his MMA. And Ari admits that she has jealousy issues. She admits that she's overprotective. And she's doing that because she wants him to have quote unquote realistic goals, which, you know, I understand what she's saying. Like, you're going to be in the MMA, but we have a kid. So like, how are you going to provide until you make it right? Like I get that you're going to continue with MMA, but is MMA paying you? Have they signed you? Are you fighting and making the big dollars yet? Because if you're not, we need to figure out who's going to support us. Because again, we all know that it's Ari's family that supports them. And at some point they're going to have to support themselves. So I kind of get what she's saying in, in that respect. Um, but Jibri jumps in there as well. And he's like, you are so jealous. And the more jealous you get, the more I'm telling you, it's not going to work out. You've been pessimistic about his career. You've been hating on him. And then he says, Jibri says that he has a hundred thousand and he'll fight Benny. Where, where did you get a hundred thousand from again? I know you sold your ripped pants for 28,000. So where is the rest coming from? You've got a hundred thousand and you ain't got no job. Hmm. Interesting. So Jibri continues to say how jealous Ari is and how Ari drags him down and Ari's a hater and Ari this, Ari that, Ari all this stuff. And then Emily jumps in and Emily's like, well, you know, I'm a jealous person too. Um, and here's the thing that was so funny that I don't know if you guys caught the contradiction. She started talking about how um, the tidy whities, right? And how every all the women on social media had a reaction to Kobe in his tidy whities. And apparently everyone went into his DMs and like, trying to get with him and saying, hey, 
you know, marry me for the green card, marry, be with me. And so she had to make a point on international TV to say that, and these are her words, that they fuck all the time so the women can back off um, because he's hers is basically what she was saying. And then she made him take his pants off and show his little tidy whities And they were um, tidy whities that had Emily's face all over them. And it said, I love you and all the things. And I was like, mm, I, I just, mm, I, I guess it was funny. Uh, I guess. But what it did show me is that you're a little bit insecure yourself, Emily. Because here you're saying that you guys have sex all the time, but 10 minutes later, you talk about how you guys haven't had sex in forever, or Kobe says that. So, which is it? Even Muhammad, even Muhammad. The thing that was interesting about their little segment at this part is that he says that he never told her to change her clothes. And I was like, what season did you watch? Because, yeah, you came in also guns a-blazing, saying she couldn't wear this and she couldn't do this and the bikini pictures and the tank tops, no, 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 no. And now you're sitting on national TV and acting like we didn't hear you continue to complain about what she had on. Like, make that make sense. Um, and so now he's adjusted to American lifestyle, he says, so she can wear what she wants now. And... Um, he's okay with it kind of kind of but she brings up the whole put a coat over your thong thing do you guys remember that so like why are you saying you didn't say something when you clearly did say something and you said very specific things throughout the season <sighs> ridiculous jibbery jumps back in jibbery's still stuck on ari and she he keeps saying that ari and benny aren't gonna work out He's like, you're a star, Benny. You're a star. She's not a star. She's holding you back. Like the way he came for her and it was constant, constant, constant. I was like, oh, this beef is not going away anytime soon. Yeah, facts. I wish they had done the tell after his text messages with his girlfriend were shown. Yeah, that part. That part, because all of this, first of all, they should never even gotten married. All the signs were there. All the signs were there. And guess what? When he leaves, she's going to go back to being like, oh, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have. Because why, why did they get married? He, it's clear that he came here specifically for a green card and even said, I'll go get another sponsor. And then if you guys aren't up on all the, WhatsApp messages, you're going to have to look for them because there's a whole thing with him and another woman saying he's ready to leave her. He doesn't even want to be with her. He talks shit about her kid. All the things. It was terrible. It was terrible. Terrible stuff. Terrible stuff. So, yeah, it's unfortunate that that stuff didn't come out um, before the tell-alls. But even if it did, I don't even know if they would address it because sometimes they don't address the questions that we really want to know about on the tell -all. they don't. Let's be real. Okay, so <clears throat> Tyus and Patrick, uh, as we know, they got married without her dad's blessings and they were both surprised that she got pregnant because 
Patrick had done that fertility test last year and he had no sperm because, you know, he used to be a steroid head. He used to do steroids and, and go to the gym, which, you know, you guys, it's a, that's a whole thing in and of itself because not only does steroids make you like, and I'm sorry, we're all grown here, right? Not only does steroids make you limp dick. So I'm not surprised that he had no sperm, but it also, your mind goes a little bit crazy and you get very aggressive sometimes because the steroids are messing with all of the other things in your body. So I'm happy that he's off steroids now and I'm happy that, you know, he went to the doctor and got it all fixed and sorted. But I'm surprised that he never told Tyus the whole time that he didn't know he could have kids because they talked about having kids. And so he was surprised, she was surprised, but she was most surprised because she didn't know that he couldn't have kids or he thought he couldn't have kids. And that's a big thing, you guys. I keep telling you, you know, you got to have those conversations before you get in these serious relationships because that's what's going to crack your relationship. If you're thinking one thing and your partner hasn't told you the truth about that thing, it's going to be an issue. You have to have a conversation about the children. You have to have a conversation about sex. You have to have the conversations about religion. You have to have the conversations about money. If you don't have those conversations, there is going to be a crack down the road. So can you imagine? He didn't tell her for a whole year into the relationship that he thought he couldn't have kids. But meanwhile, you're talking about having kids. And then you have a kid. And now everyone is like surprised. crazy absolutely crazy so i also think that they, these two have to work on their communications because not only did he not tell her about uh, his zero sperm count but she never told him when she got pregnant she just took a bunch of pregnancy tests and then she kept it from patrick right and then she lied to him and said oh i have another female issue can you go ahead and make me a gyno appointment and she goes to the gyno appointment with her friend and not her fiance. So you're going to go find out that you're pregnant with your friend and not your fiance. That's what? What? Like how, how is that healthy? So she invites her friend, gets the official test, find out she's pregnant. And then she tells him, issue that's an issue that's the communication issue the other thing they have issues with is again there's this jealousy insecurity situation going on he can't check his dms without her there and one of the reasons being is that he lied to her so not only did he not tell her about the zero sperm count well he said that this girl that he was hanging out with he was training her and it wasn't that he was training her he was actually having sex with her while uh, Tyus was still in Brazil and she didn't find out until the day of her engagement. And she found out the day of her engagement that that whole time while she was in Brazil and he was going back and forth with her, that he was dating two women at the same time. But he says, Oh, well, I wasn't committed to any, either of them. I was just dating. That's what I was doing. Just dating. And Oh, by the way, um, he says it was a confusing time. What's confusing about that. You knew exactly what you were doing. You know exactly what you were doing. Let's. You're confused. What are you confused about, Patrick? That you have a woman in the U.S. and you have a woman in Brazil. Is that what's confusing you? Hmm. 
Then he says, and he admitted. So he said, when Sean said, oh, so you weren't training her, you were actually having sex with her. He said, yes. But then later on, he said, well, we never had sex because uh, there was heavy drinking involved and he couldn't get it up. Really? Really? Because what, what is it? Your story is changing in, in five minutes, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So what exactly is it? The, when you have too many stories, it just makes me feel like you're lying. And you don't even know what the truth is at this point anymore. So it was sad that she found out, you know, the day she got engaged, but she still got engaged to him. So it couldn't have been that bad. <clears throat> So they take a break, they're in the back, and guess what? Jibri's still talking about Ari, saying Ari's the most insecure woman, and she's like, Jibri's just a bully. And he was kind of bullying her. He was. And whatever this thing that they have going, it's going. Then Cara and Guillermo, pregnant, and, you know, Guillermo feels like Cara's been controlling. I think she was controlling during her season, but I think that she's chilled out a little bit. I think that, you know, being pregnant, being like more secure in her relationship, I think that they indeed, those things have made her chill out a little bit. And so they talked about the whole computer versus toothbrush thing, which I don't even care about, whatever. Uh, but Guillermo always thought that she talked down to him and was controlling him and treats him like a little kid. And, you know, he, he's an adult and he wants to be treated like an adult in a, an adult relationship. And obviously he is because now you guys are bringing, you know, another human into the world. So you have to give him the opportunity to stand up and be the man that you want him to be. Um, <clears throat> Patrick kind of had a, went for Kara a little bit and said that she's controlling and condescending. And then when he said, being controlling and being condescending is a very American woman thing and all the American women there are controlling. What do you guys think about that? Because... Uh, Patrick, I'm going to need you to look at your female role models before you talk shit about American women. I'm going to need you to look at your American role models and the people that are in your life, your mama and your sister included, before you talk crazy about American women. And for the simple fact that some men think that when they get to meet women from abroad that they have like some type of power or control over them because they're the Americans and they expect those women to be in all traditional roles. What you're not about to do, and I'm not an American, so I'm saying this as an impartial person, what you're not about to do is talk crazy about all American women. Just because you can't handle a strong, independent woman that's not going to about to listen to you double talk and lie and cheat around and be steroided out. They're going to confront you on that. And that doesn't make them controlling and 
condescending, what that makes them is a strong American woman who's not going to take your BS. Ridiculous. Sly says, Linda, I thought to myself last night that Jibri is jealous of Ari because she's had her family full support, including financially. His mother and stepfather didn't even show up to his wedding. Yeah, I mean, you could you could be right about that for sure. But how do we know that they didn't go to their real wedding? Because the wedding that they had here was a music video. Dasha says, I don't care. He obviously has some sort of hang up. Exactly. His mom and sister seem like they would be the one in control. Hi, Marsha. So let's go to Bilal and Shida. So I'm going to say this. If Shida doesn't see that Bilal's the exact same husband he was to Shahida, then I don't know what to say. He has not changed his way. He's the exact same person. And if you don't see that, then I don't know what to say. So you, he's still a neat freak. He's still very particular. He, they were backstage and she was about to like, you know, be lovey-dovey towards him. And he said, don't touch me basically because you're eating messy can you imagine? So you're looking and judging your wife more than just having a nice moment with her. She's still having issues with the pranks that he had done with the van and the house and all the things. And he's having issues with her keeping her hands to herself. Right. And he wants her to be grateful. And Kobe said, you know what, Bilal, you literally met, met made Shida look like a gold digger, which, you know, I think she is, a, I mean, maybe not a gold digger, but she definitely wants things a specific way and she wants to live a specific lifestyle. And Bilal, when he went to Trinidad, he represented himself as that lifestyle and that's what she went for. So that doesn't necessarily make her a gold digger. It just is like, she knew, clearly knew what she wanted. He represented that he had those things. And then when she came, that's what she wanted. So... I've been seeing you more often in these YouTube streets. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Thanks for noticing. And make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs> uh, so Ari then goes and says, you know, Bilal, you always have an answer for everything. And he does. He, he does. And he was, he was doing all the wrong things. You guys, honestly, on the tell off from, from my perspective, he was still doing the mansplaining. He was still doing the lecturing, but then people were calling him out on it. And so instead of listening and reacting, he started being passive aggressive and Sean even called him out on being passive aggressive. So now you're just going to be, Oh, okay. And not say anything? Uh, okay. Okay, you guys. Okay. Make it make sense. 
So Patrick says Bilal is an amazing salesman and he is a manipulator and he has manipulation tactics and he always wants to control the conversations. And I was like, game call game, spade call a spade, call out what you know because you do it too. And because he's not wrong. So he gave the example when Shida was talking and he didn't like what he was what she was saying. He was like, time out, time out, and then talked over her and re-explained what she was trying to say, but how he felt it should be. And so Patrick's like, yeah, you always take control of the situation and that's manipulation. And he was not feeling it because everyone was in agreement. Everyone was in agreement. Like you literally are the salesman and you're going to say what you want to say and you're going to say how you want to say it. And if people come for you, you're going to shut it all down. Craziness, craziness. Um, and then they talked about the prenup. And, you know, the prenup to me is like a little bit messy. So one, she has to have a baby by the time she's 40, but then there's no clause in the prenup for if they don't have a baby when she's 40, like there's nothing to be done. So why put that clause in? if there's no repercussions or rewards, right? Because you would put that in. And if I don't have a baby, then X, Y, Z happens. If I do have a baby, then X, Y, Z happens. But no, just that clause. And the second clause is that he sets up her business in Kansas, which I think is, is, is good. At least if it doesn't work out for you, you have a business and you can make your business thrive and be the yoga queen of Kansas City do that then. But the rest of it, the rest of this prenup, I don't know if it's really protecting anyone, honestly. And again, that's Bilal manipulating the situation to get the outcome that he wants. Then Shahida comes, his ex-wife, um, they're still close, but you know, Shida and Shahida have beef and after 10 years of marriage, you know, one of them fell out of love, which was Shahida, who fell out of love with Bilal because she was unhappy. She's like, I wanted a best friend. I wanted a partner. I wanted a husband. But instead, I got like a father and a lecturer and a controller. And that's not what I wanted. It didn't make me happy. And if you can imagine having two kids with someone who's very particular about the house and is a neat freak, how is that going to work? Because the kids are going to be kids. They're going to have their toys everywhere. They're going to have their fingers everywhere. And if you can't be comfortable in your own home because your husband is more worried about his house than about his children, yeah, she's going to be unhappy. And that's why she left him. And all of those things have not changed. And I don't understand how Shida doesn't see that. None of, he hasn't changed his ways at all. And this woman spent 10 years with him. And has two kids with him. So Sean recognizes that Shida is not looking at Shahida since she came on stage. And she's been silent and wants to know, like, what's the story? What? Why are you being this way? 
And Shida says that she still didn't like how Shahida came at her at her home and in the kitchen and about, you know, the family home and all the things. Um, and the prenup. And Shahida's like, well, you know, when we were, you were discussing the prenup, prenups are necessary in marriages. Um, and you came into the marriage with no assets. You don't have a car here. You don't own your own home. You lived at home. So a prenup was important. Now I can see from the baby mama's perspective, why she would want a prenup as well, because she also wants to protect her two children, right? So she doesn't want to come in and have the new wife, you know, if they ever get divorced, take half and the kids aren't accounted for or provided for. So I get what her stake in the game was. Do you know what I mean? However, at the end of the day, she doesn't have a final say. She just has the love and hope that her children will be taken care of. Um, Shida thinks that Bilal will change. And I say, let's see what happens. I mean, he's, he's a 40 something year old man. He's been this way for years. He was this way in his 10 year marriage. He, I guess he could change. So Bilal's like, you know, all of this doesn't feel good to hear these things about me. Words can give you life or can cause destruction. Um, and I was like, well, you should think about that for this yourself and the words that come out of your mouth and how you talk to Shida. Think about that. If you're saying words give life and words can also cause destruction, are you bringing life or are you causing destruction? Think about that when you talk to your wife. How about that? Um, so he's like, you know, I'm going to have to go to my tool shed and get to work. Well, I'll believe it when I see it because actions speak louder than words. So you're going to, you have a lot of work to do Bilal, and you have not ever wanted to do it before. So what makes this time different? And you didn't even do it when you had two kids in the house. So what makes this situation different? Don't know. Um, <clears throat> then we go back to Muhammad and Eve. He, Muhammad says they're in a better place. Um, you know, he doesn't care what she wears. She can wear tank tops and bikinis. But when she mentioned tank tops and bikinis, he didn't answer. Yeah, that's okay. He just looked at her. Um, which shows me that he's still not okay with it all. He thinks that she has anger issues um, and she's like, well, you know, you're the one that told Eve that you'd find another sponsor. That would make any woman angry when she thinks that she's marrying for love. And don't forget that there's that whole separate woman that he was cheating on her with and all those WhatsApp messages got leaked so yeah she's probably gonna have some anger issues because she's angry with you because you're treating her like she's your sponsor and not your future wife um and then he goes on to say that you know all he all he's worried about is her image in front of 
his family and he wants to make sure that she comes across the best possible light. And then Miona jumps in and says, well, how weak is your relationship if a bikini can destroy it? And that to me was a very fair question. Um, then we had, we go over to Kara and Guillermo. I don't know why they brought, listen y'all, if someone brought in my high school boyfriend to talk shit about nothing, I would be so irritated. What what stake does Chris have in this game? They were high school to university or high school to college, you guys call it, sweethearts. They dated for two years and then she hadn't seen him in 10 years and now she, he's all up in their business. You need to let it go, Chris. You need to let it go immediately. What are you doing with your life? Why are you so up up here in Kara's life? She's pregnant and married. You Bye. Bye. Bye, old high school friend. But no. He comes to the tell-all. Insisted, Sean said, of coming to the tell-all because he had more to say. And, you know, he wanted to let everyone know that Kara's a cheater and that he was going through her text while they were lying in bed. And there was a text about how she had this amazing kiss with some other dude. Um, and so he woke her up and confronted her and then left. And that's, that's what happened. And she's a big cheater. And Chris also doesn't think that Guillermo and Cara are going to work out because he's shy and not enough man. As I look at you with your sunglasses on inside and that wild hat on, stop it. Stop it. You are in no position to judge anyone else because clearly he has to be somewhat of a man because guess what? She's pregnant and here you are begging for attention from her and she hasn't even seen you in 10 years. So what kind of man does that make you? <sighs> so Chris came out in the pseudo tuck the hat, they had, you know, they dated 10 years ago for two years. He says it was a very serious relationship and it was a wild relationship. They did what they wanted whenever they wanted. And Carl's like, yeah, we were a bunch of horny teenagers, 19. You know, it's been 10 years. You can probably move on from that. You think? Now, Carl gives her side of the story. She said, you know, when I left college, I was leaving all of it, including Chris. I was leaving it all behind. And so in her mind, it was over. So when she was um, dating and kissing other people, she didn't think she was cheating because in her mind, it, her relationship with Chris was over. And Chris is like, that's BS. That's BS. That's BS. Even if it is BS, who cares? 10 years ago, why are you even relevant? Jibri shares a story about how he called all his exes to apologize for not being like the man that he needed to be in the relationship. And that almost broke up his relationship with Miona. We find out that Kobe took his ex out on a date when Emily was home with their baby. And so that caused problems in their relationship. And at the end of the day, no one cares about Chris. Jibri's like, you got to leave Ozzy Aubrey. 
you got to leave Ozzy Auburn in the past. You've got James Bond now. Chris is old news. And, you know, Chris, go have a great life, make a great life, and leave these two alone. He's not wrong. You know, Jibri, Jibri was obnoxious, this tell-all, but that line, the Ozzy Auburn line, I agreed with him. Like, Chris, it's time for you to move on. Goodbye. Then, let me tell you a little something. When Boston John came out, Boston John was my by far my favorite 90 day tell all character. When I say this fool came out and said all the things that we've all wanted to say to Jibri, this fool came out and said all the things, all the things. <coughs> he starts with, he comes out and you know, he's just, he's just in his Boston gear. And he comes out and says, Oh, everyone's all dressed up fancy. Eh? Pretty smiles and all died of laughter. I was like, oh, he's going to be a character from Jump. And Sean's like, you know, are you excited to be an uncle? He's like, yeah, I'm excited to be an uncle. You know, I may have gotten drunk and told a friend. Uh, I don't remember, though. And then Sai says, well, that's exactly what you did. Because then that girl came on my Instagram congratulating me. And I was like, congratulations for what? And she's like, congratulations on your pregnancy. And it hadn't been announced yet. And he's like, oh, yeah, I may uh, I may have done that. It could have been me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that could have been me. I don't remember, though. <coughs> Excuse me. And then Jibri jumps in and he's like, are you drunk right now, John? He's like, no. Nah. He's like, I had, I had six beers last night, but uh, I'm not drunk right now. And Jibri's like, oh, you seem like you're drunk right now. Have more drinks. And then this was the line of the evening for me. John turns to him and says, your sparkles are blinding me, sparkles, sparkles. And then he's like, I'm glad you don't have your cowboy hat on, sparkles. <laughs> sparkles. Um, and then they do the flashback where, you know, he was drinking beer in the morning and Ty's didn't like it. They had a contentious relationship. <clears throat> and then um, they show the flashback where he's like, yeah, we're going to get a, okay, like 100 strippers for your bachelor party. And he's like talking trash about Tyus. And she comes in and says, you know, you were talking trash about me. And then he's like, oh, no, I wasn't. And then at the tell Sean's like, well, were you? You were caught talking trash. Okay, okay, you caught me. You got me. You got me. I, I was talking trash. But I'm a combative person. And I think my brother's whipped. So I'm trying to show him that he's whipped. Y'all, I died. Sparkles. Sparkles. Worry about your damn self, Sparkles. <laughs> Excuse me, oh my gosh, I'm making my own self laugh. Sparkles. And then <laughs> Jibri says, 
John will never be happy. He's like, Patrick and Thias, they're going to be happy. They're going to live their best lives. But you, John, you'll never be happy. And he calls John a joke and a third wheeler. And then John's like, come on now, Sparkles. Get off your mama's tit. You still living at home? <laughs> Sparkles, come on now, Sparkles. You got to get off your mama's tit. I died. I died. It died because between the Boston accent, wherever he came up with Sparkles, Sparkles is going to stick forever. Sparkles. And the fact that he called him out again, that, yeah, you're living at home. You ain't got no job. You ain't got no money. But you're coming out here telling people that you have 100,000K rolling out in your Sparkles. And you have Boston John saying, you want to come for me and say, I'm not going to have a happy life. Why don't you check yourself? Check your own damn self and your life and how you live in. I'm I'm okay. Died. Died of laughter. Uh y'all, I'm in tears from laughing so hard. Yes, I could have watched John all night. John was great. John was the best part of the whole show. LOL. Yeah. He came in and he came in preaching facts, y'all, without being condescending. He was just more funny. You know what I mean? Sparkles. I'm going to be saying that all week. Get used to it. Sparkles. Because, um, you know, I need to get down to the bottom of it. If you have $100,000, why are you still living at home? You should go ahead and, and invest in, you know, something, an apartment, something, do something. Uh, that was the tell all you guys. It was fantastic. I, uh, it was, I don't want to say that was too big of a word. It wasn't fantastic. Although I thought John was fantastic. The tell all was decent. So let's see what happens in part two. And I hope that they address some of the issues that we all have concerns about, right? Let's get into the nitty gritty of Bilal and Shahida. Let's get into the nitty gritty of Benny and Ari Let's talk about Emily's shit attitude this whole season. Can we talk about that? So can we get into some of that stuff too? All right, then. Thanks for watching, you guys. Make sure to like and subscribe, and I'll see you guys soon. Bye for now. Thanks again, Connie, for your support.